the only way to get better, the only way to discover just how much we can really achieve is to struggle and writhe and fight our way out of this chrysalis and step into the unknown. This is The Gently Mad, a show where I talk to and pick the brains of the smartest people running creative online businesses. Actually, not so much. If you're looking for that inspirational kick in the pants to help take your life and career to the next level, then this is probably not the place for you. To be perfectly honest, this podcast is about me. Hey, I'm Adam Clark, and I'm your host. Thanks for listening. I do talk to people on this show, but instead of that double rainbow of success BS that you'll get in most entrepreneurial shows, we talk about failure, self-doubt, and all the insecurities that we all have that keep us from doing much of anything with our lives. If that sounds like your kind of thing, then head over to avclark.com slash TGM and subscribe. Any actionable advice or helpful tips are simply a byproduct and purely unintentional. What is up, my friends? This is The Gently Mad. I'm Adam Clark. Thanks for listening. Hello to all you new listeners out there. I forget that with each episode of the show, there are people listening who this is their first time listening because the show is just growing so much. I mean, statistically, someone, this is their first intro to the show. So if that is you, then make sure and go to thegentlymad.com and check out the previous 16 episodes, because there's been some great conversations in those episodes, if I do say so myself. Not so much because of me, but because of the quality of people that have been willing to give of their time to come on the show and basically be my personal therapist for an hour. So maybe that's, I should have called it something like that, Adam's uh, personal therapy session or whatever. Maybe I'll do that show down the road someday. But uh, as, as those of you who have been following along know, Monday and Wednesday are interview episodes. Well, not interview, conversations, all right? Not so much interviews, but Friday is kind of my experiment day. It's a solo show. Sometimes it's a Q&A. Sometimes it's a newsletter, an audio essay, all sorts of stuff. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I did an episode on a Friday with a good friend of mine, Noah Stokes, Mother Futon on Twitter. And we discussed our top five albums of the year, which is, was a really fun episode and maybe leading to some new stuff. Just a hint, a little teaser for those of you there who enjoyed that episode. Maybe some more of that coming. That's all I'm going to say right now. But uh, this one's going to be short and sweet. Not much to it. But I just wanted to talk about something that I've been thinking a lot about lately which is often what I do on the show. But I call this how to fail even when you win. And I think a lot about failure. I feel like I'm thinking about it less these days because some of the wisdom of the guests I've had on the show has started to sink into my thick head. But I still do think about failure, but I'm thinking about it in in a different way than I used to. Before, I was just obsessed with failing in the sense of what if this project doesn't make me enough money? Or what if I pick this direction and it turns out that I don't like it? Or what if I publish this piece of content and people think I'm stupid or whatever? You know, that's 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 the type of thinking about failure that is a waste of time. Because 
you just got to step out there and do it, you know, and you learn from those sorts of failures. So what I'm talking about now revolves around this idea of dancing with the fear, which is something that Seth Godin said in episode 15 of this show, which you can check out. Uh, all, all the links, by the way, anything mentioned here will be in the show notes at abclark.com slash 17, because this is episode 17. And he, he said something in that interview. He said, a professional gets up every day, goes to work and dances with the fear. And in the moment, I really couldn't comprehend what he meant by that. Uh, it just went straight over my head. And I was so nervous in talking to someone that I looked up to so much that I, I didn't uh, take advantage of that opportunity to ask him to expound on that as much. But I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And in combination with reading the book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, which I recommend every one of you just just order it just right now. Just go to Amazon and order it. I wish I had some sort of affiliate link, <laughs> but I don't. So just go to Amazon and order The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield because it is such an amazing book. I can't believe it's taken me this long to get to it. But in that book, he talks about something called the resistance. One thing he said in the introduction to that book is that most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. And between the two stands the resistance. And the resistance, as he defines it, is everything that gets in the way of us living our unlived life. Everything that gets in the way of us doing the thing that we're either meant to do or really want to do or whatever. It could be procrastination. It could be excuses. It could be fear. It could be circumstances. It could be money. It could be all sorts of things. That's the whole point is that the resistance takes all sorts of forms. And it, it's, it's everything and anything that stands in the way and keeps you from doing that thing you know you should do. And again, I titled this, How to Fail Even When You Win. And here's why. Here, here's what happened, basically. Um, last week, the week before, I don't remember exactly, um, I did two interviews for the show. And I feel like I completely just bombed those conversations. I, I just, I was depressed afterwards. I felt like I didn't ask any of the right questions. I made a total idiot of myself. Just all those feelings. You know what that feels like. What it feels like to fail at something, or at least you think that you're failing at it. And I felt terrible afterward. And I just uh, beat myself up and, you know, I, I, I lost all confidence in, in what I'm doing here with the show. Uh, maybe I had gotten a little cocky with the success of this show up to this point. That's possible. But I went into that week feeling so confident that, you know, I've got this. I, I know how to do this. I mean, thousands and thousands of people are listening to this show. And, I, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing something right here. And after those two interviews, I just was drained of every single bit of that confidence. And I really felt like, man, maybe I should quit this thing. You know, I, I'm just, I suck. I'm terrible at it. I don't know what I'm doing. And two interviews in a row just proved it for me. So with the third interview that I had scheduled that week, I decided to play it safe. I, I didn't put myself on the line as much. I didn't face my 
fear of being thought a fool or foolish, and I just kind of did did what was safe, did what I knew how to do, just kind of asked the basic, you know, who are you, where do you come from kind of questions, how'd you get into what you do, etc. I really didn't push myself to do the thing I was afraid of and really be vulnerable and really ask questions that were meaningful to me because I was so afraid of, uh, of, of bombing again. You know, I had just bombed those two previous interviews and I was afraid of doing that again. So I played it safe. And at the end of that conversation, I didn't feel depressed. I felt like that was a great conversation. You know, it went well. I, I didn't feel like that was a bad conversation. And then it hit me that in reality, that was a greater failure. It was a greater failure because I just played it safe. I stayed in my comfort zone. I didn't show up to work and dance with the fear. I didn't do what I was afraid to do. So dancing with the fear, as Seth Godin put it, is what we do when we leave our comfort zone and do the work that scares us, which is the only kind of work in reality that has the potential to be meaningful and impactful. When I dance with the fear, I mostly fail. I stumble and flounder and knock over everything in search of the light switch. But as I said, there's a worse kind of failing, the kind that happens when I play it safe. Staying in my comfort zone can feel like a win because I know my way around that room and can get through it without banging my knees into everything. But the only way to get better, the only way to discover just how much we can really achieve is to struggle and writhe and fight our way out of this chrysalis and step into the unknown. Only then do we fight the resistance that Stephen Pressfield talks about. Only then do we have the potential to create work that really matters. Only then can we make something that can literally change the world. I really believe that. I believe that we have the potential to do world-changing work. But it only happens when we show up every day and dance with the fear, do the thing that scares us. I want to wrap up with a quote, another quote from The War of Art. He says, Are you paralyzed with fear? That's a good sign. Fear is good. Like self-doubt, fear is an indicator. Fear tells us what we have to do. Remember this rule of thumb. The more scared we are of a work or calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. So, if you're like me and tend to be someone who is filled with an extreme amount of self-doubt and fear and do everything you possibly can to avoid being thought a fool, being laughed at, then you got to do this stuff. That's what you have to do. You know, I'll never forget an episode of the old version of The Gently Mad. I had my friends Alan Branch and Steve Bristol, the co-founders of Less Accounting, who also sponsor this show. Check them out at lessaccounting.com. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Uh, I guess I should mention that. If you do check them out, use the offer code TGM and you can get two months for free. They're very generous in that regard. But I had them on the show and there was a part in there where Alan did his impression of Forrest Gump or something like that. And I made a comment just joking around saying that was like the worst Forrest Gump impression I've ever heard. And Alan was like, well, let's hear your Forrest Gump impression. And I just wouldn't do it. I was like, no, no way. No way am I going to do that. Because 
I was just so in that moment when he said that to me, I just felt like my stomach drop. You know, the fear of doing an impression like that, that could be very bad and being uh, laughed at or again, perceived foolish or idiotic was so strong that I just could not. Uh, I don't I don't know if I could have done it if a gun was pointed to my head. I just could not bring myself to do it. I was just like, no way, I'm not doing that. I conveniently edited that part out of the episode so I didn't look like an idiot. <laughs> but I go back to that all the time because that was a moment that just revealed to me how afraid I am of what people think and how much I want to be thought of as this great, successful, whatever kind of person. And with this show, I've really tried to not do that. I've tried to be super vulnerable, you know, to the point that I wonder if it's, if it's too much, you know, I'm being too vulnerable and revealing too much. Um, I, I don't think I have because you guys keep sending me lots of email and it's all very positive. I haven't received a single negative response to this show. And uh, you all seem to really appreciate that vulnerability. So uh, I'm endeavoring to keep doing that. But I guess to wrap up this sort of convoluted episode, as Pressfield said, if you're afraid, then that's good. You're on the right track. You know, at least you know then what you have to do. If you're afraid of something, you know what you have to do. And that's great. That's a great blessing to know what you have to do. Some of us spend years of our lives trying to figure out what it is we have to do. But in a way, I think this is a shortcut. Just think of what the thing is that scares you to death and do that. That'll be the thing that can actually make an impact on the world. All right? Okay. Well, I hope you have a great weekend. Until then, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving the ratings and reviews. Thank you for sending me the emails. The show has been a life changer for me. It really has. I feel like going forward, uh, my perspective has changed on what I want to do and what I'm here to do because, because of you guys, because of all the response I've gotten here. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for that. And do it. Do the thing you're afraid of. E- email it to me, in fact. Adam at avclark.com. Let me know what it is. I'd really be curious to know uh, what that thing is because we all have different things. And if I can help you in any way face that fear, help you head straight on right into it, I would love to do that. All right? All right, this is the real ending. This is like like the Lord of the Rings. There's like five five times it ends. (laughs) But this is the real one, okay? All right, thanks for listening. See you next time. (laughs) 